previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Roxy, you are missing out. These biscuits are delicious. Oh, yeah. I'm really missing out. It's got a little chocolate. What, what are they exactly? They're called McVitie's Chocolate Digestives. It was a very classic British biscuit here. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Can't well, go wrong with it. It's like a chocolate-covered cracker. That's the best way I can describe it. Oh, Did it's, I not, just... it's not a cracker. <laughs> it's a biscuit. <laughs> it's a biscuit. <laughs> very different. <laughs> Chocolate anyway. covered cracker. Gross. Anyway. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, hey Littles. Littles. Roxy. Chuck. Jam freaking packed episode. So excited. Always. Always. Well, we're bringing back five mediocre minutes, and we're very yes. excited about that. So we'll mm-hmm. get to there in just a quick second. But first, Roxy, I, we're, we're like speechless on the Tony Kornheiser bumper we received. Sort yeah. Of. I mean, we didn't receive it. <laughs> it. He did it over the big show, which was even more amazing. Yeah. So everyone heard it. I was just I speechless. I you wrote that like three weeks ago. At least three. Whenever the thing with Keith Oberman happened when Keith Oberman mm-hmm. wrote in and asked him I immediately that day I sent it so for like the next episode so when, that was like three weeks ago I think yeah and I sent that exact email and to know that it was just sitting there somewhere I think it's hilarious and I mean I'm just so thankful that I guess N- Nigel brought it back um, I don't know yeah, pulled it out like saved it that's amazing I don't know how it happened I don't care how it happened but that was so great and yeah Obviously. And I guess I'm now Doxy. Yes, what? you are. <laughs> I mean, I'll forever be Roxy, but that was pretty funny. So thank you to Tony Kornheiser, obviously. Thank you to Nigel, if it was Michael, whoever. Maybe Carol. Yeah, maybe Carol had something to do with it. <laughs> I don't know. But just thank you for taking the time to do it. Yeah. All right, Roxy. Well, let's get right into this. Now, we have five mediocre minutes, which we're very excited about. We looked it up. The fun thing about Skype is it tells you when the last time you talked to these people. This is January <laughs> 2021, Littles. January 2021 from episode yep. 22. So look that up. We'll tell you who that is in a second, but I'm going to try this. Okay, I'm starting right now. It's Shad in DC. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you doing today? You know, I can speak in actual sentences, and if people go back to episode 22, they will find that out. They sure will. <laughs> now, as yeah. we were kind of telling you off the air, you know, we have a, a whole new set of listeners, which we're so excited about, and we know they're going to be excited to Welcome. hear. Welcome. Hello, yeah. new people. <laughs> new littles. So take a quick minute and tell them what you do. Uh, I am a college professor. I've been a college professor. I basically was, like, really good at going to college. And I never stopped. Got my undergrad, Arizona, originally from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, went to school out in Arizona. I chose a college based on the climate, basically, and decided I liked college. I was pretty good at it and decided I wanted to uh, keep going. So I got myself a graduate degree at Maryland. That's what brought me over here to the East Coast. And I was poor, so I got a, they gave me a job as a teaching assistant. And I, I just happened to like it and stuff like that. But I was getting an MBA in finance and I thought I was headed towards Wall Street. I was pretty good there. I figure I'm a salesperson. I once had a, a, one of my vice presidents said, Shad, you're, you're not really like a college professor. You're more like a used car salesman. And the problem is I took that as a compliment. I, 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 
uh, Pops is a salesman or was a salesman, he's retired now. And I, I thought those guys were and gals were always the coolest people. They had the coolest stories and stuff like that. So I, I thought it was headed towards a path towards uh, selling people financial instruments of some sort uh, in the New York area, perhaps. But, you know, I, uh, I wasn't getting that job. And I got a job offer to go teach. I had a, a, one of the people that I TA'd for said, hey, Shad, I think you're pretty good at this stuff. And he kept kind of feeding me, uh, you know, job opportunities. And I applied to him kind of half-heartedly and stuff. And I ended up being a professor and I ended up loving it. I have wow. absolutely loved it for as long as I've done it. I think a good professor is a, a, a rock star wannabe that has absolutely zero musical talent and want to stand up in front of people and, and have them look at us and have their attention and stuff like that. But we have no other musical skills to entertain them. So I have to do it with knowledge and things like that. But uh, no, it's been a, it's a great career. And about, um, oh, geez, I think it was probably 2014. So I'm teaching at the Anne Arundel Community College primarily. I also do a little work up in the New York area for uh, Medgar Evers College. But I was teaching a small business management class. And I had a former student of mine, a guy named Tyler Wells, and he had come back to visit me at the college. And I asked him what he was doing. And he said his life had pivoted. He was a graphic design person, went into wanting to go into marketing. And he said, you know, my dad got sick and uh, I had to take over his business. And I said, what was your dad doing? He said, well, he was a, he grew artisanal lettuce out in California and I had to take over his farm. I said, really? He says, yeah, I turned into medical cannabis. I said, oh, my God, I've got this small business management class. And right now, all I'm getting is questions about this industry. Can you come in and talk to them and stuff? And so I had him come in and it was absolutely impressive. The students were super engaged in it. And it was that moment that I understood that we needed to have a class in this. As a business professor, you end up being somebody I I like saying I'm in the dream business. People come to me with their dreams. I, I, I want to work at this business. I want to work here. I want to start this business or something. And I, I'm just trying to get them there. And I had enough students that were interested in it, brought them into class. I knew that was the way to go. So I started the class about six or seven years ago. Class has been wildly successful. It has put me in places I've never thought I would be. I've done television shows, done radio. I've done other podcasts that are focusing on the cannabis subjects and stuff like that. But it's been a wild ride. Just uh, last Friday on the 16th, I did a uh, local PBS show uh, here in Maryland, Maryland Public Television called State Circle. Posted that. And so if folks want to see what my face looks like, they can check it out right there. Well, that's what brought me to you for this five mediocre minutes. So that's great. So what was that called again, State? State Circle. The capital of Annapolis, a pretty famous building there. Brick building with a white spire on the top of it, but it has a circle that goes around it. And the name of that street is called State Circle and hence the TV show. So I saw the State Circle post and I was, so of course I clicked on it and wanted to watch it. And it just, it, it reminded me of what a great talker you are and everything like that. And I was like, Roxy, we need to get Shad back on the podcast. for Because yeah. we finally met you at Jingle Fest, which was so exciting. Because, you know, we do this podcast and we say we, quote, meet people. And we do. But to actually meet in person was so great. And to see what you do at Jingle Fest as well. Because like you said, you're not the musician, but you do stuff on the other end, which is great. Uh, I guess I perform on some level, don't I? <laughs> yeah, you um, sure do. <laughs> you, I drop into that category of being slightly crazy, though, for driving <laughs> that far. I mean... <laughs> I've gone to, I've been at all the Jingle Fest except the one in Nashville because uh -huh. they're within 20 miles of my home here. Right. Um, so I was, I don't know if I was impressed or 
slightly concerned. <laughs> yeah, maybe concerned slightly, but again, as uh, one of my mottos, you are uh, well aware of everything is sales, and uh, yep. you guys are selling business here. So uh, yeah. go out and meet the people and stuff. No, it was oh, great. It was so fun. And listen, the Jingle Fests are, I mean, how talented the people are, yeah. are just stunning. I mean, I've been lucky enough that uh, very early on when the jingle started, I had Jerry over my house and I had Joe Arrow was over and I said, there's a couple others from this area. And they just sat down at the piano in my house and I was like, oh my God, how amazing is this? Right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Joe to me, just to see him and to listen to his voice, the voice that comes out of him is just it's truly stunning. The only other time I've had that experience was I saw the Neville brothers. I don't know if you've ever seen Aaron Neville. Mm. Not uh, Aaron, yeah. Aaron Neville about, uh, well, it looks like a linebacker. Opens his mouth and it's the voice of a freaking angel. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying Joe's a, a linebacker and stuff like that, but you just, he's a normal dude. Like to see him with his mouth and it's just freaking magic. To the fact that Jerry includes me, the fact that he lets me get on the stage and yak about whatever. I, what, I do one haiku and then I just kind of vamp for about five minutes. Or <laughs> right. I don't even know what it is. No, I, I, the whole key to everything is can I get the word Uranus in there? Right. Exactly. Yes. And that's still my favorite one when that was the Jingle Fest in DC, where Ed Butt, of course, and he loves the line. And this one's for you, Ed. Uh, since Courtney's not here, the next logical person to hold this sign is Ed Butt. <laughs> Um, and he held up the Uranus sign. And I, it was the one haiku that and last line was something, something Uranus. And Ed held up the sign. And just that moment there. And, I, you know, listen, it's a wonderful community. It's a tremendous group of people. I think most of us are fairly intelligent. I like hanging with intelligent people. It's weird. I did what my haiku a couple of weeks ago you know, mentioned it's almost cult-like. Yeah. I think it was about the baseball game up in New York where, you know, 70 freaking people. I know. Yeah. Well, and just because we want to practice what we preach, what we've been encouraging Littles to do when they write the big show is to include their episode number. So Joe Arrow, episode three. Ed Budd, episode 51. Jerry Negrelli, episode TBD. TBD. Come on, Jerry. Oh, TBD on Jerry. Come on, Jerry. Get it on, man. <laughs> right. Listen. That guy's got stories, too. Oh, I'm sure. All of them out of him and stuff like that. But come on. I mean, that's the man. Well, in his defense, he is willing. We met him at Jingle Fest this year, too, obviously. And uh, so we are trying to hook that up. So, Well, Shad, I mean, we can't thank you enough for coming back on for five mediocre minutes. Now, tell us again. I'm going to put it in the uh, show notes. I'll post the link. But the show was uh, State Circle, right, it's called? Yeah, it's called State Circle. It's on Maryland Public Television, MPT. But, you know, that link is a little weird because it's they just kind of put on top of it the last show. So what you got to do is you got to click on the little TV there and then three little horizontal lines will appear in the bottom right of the TV. Click on those three horizontal lines and you just look for the September 16th show. Oh, okay. Show that I'm on there. So you can put that link in there, and uh, I have no idea what that link is. I'm old, remember? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and my only technological skill is to turn something off and turn it back on again. And it, it works most of the time, but uh, right. no, I'm a, I'm a Luddite and proud of it, damn it. All right. Well, thanks again, Chad. We really appreciate the time. Hey, no problem. Good luck, guys. Take care of yourself. Be safe and peace and love. All right. Thanks again. Roxy, are you ready?
I'm ready. All right, great. Meet the Littles guests. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. So I love traveling. I love that things are starting to open up again. Uh, I like long drives. I will stop at some truck stops because sometimes I have to use the restroom. And I stopped at one recently. I went in there, washed my hands, noticed sticking out of the wall, they had a thing called a date center. Because you never know when romance is going to strike at a truck stop in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Uh, my favorite thing for a dollar, you can get a spritzing of Ralph Lauren cologne. That'll smell nice for ladies. The way it works, you put four quarters in, you pull this lever, and then it shoots cologne in your face. Instantly blinding you. But if you're hitting on a girl at a truck stop, vision, not a top priority. You are hard up, son. All right, Loyal Littles, as you can tell, we decided to do something a little bit different today. We are being played in by Loyal Little, Matt Stanton, episode 135. And this track is called That's When I Saw Your Mama. And for those of you who don't remember, and I just gave you the episode number, go back and listen to his episode. He's a stand-up comedian who just released a new album. So I'm like, why not? The album is called The Man You See Before You. And you can find it on iTunes, so head on over there. I think you can get the digital copy for less than 10 bucks. Littles, that's less than a Whopper and fries in Tony's world. So if you like what you hear, head on over to iTunes and just look him up there. You can also find all his stuff at mattstantoncomedy.com. That's M-A-T-T-S-T-A-N-T-O-N-C-O-M-E-D-Y.com. And as always, we'll play the full comedy track, That's When I Saw Your Mama, at the end of the podcast. My expectations for hotels. I will overlook a lot of stuff as long as they have simple amenities. Like I'll check into my room, scope everything out, call the front desk. Excuse me, I got two quick questions. One, uh, do all your comforters have a chalk outline? <laughs> Follow-up question, do you have a continental breakfast in the morning? <laughs> you do? Okay, I'll just sleep on the other side. <laughs> I love me a continental breakfast. That's what some people call it. Not this guy. I call it continental groceries for the month. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to... Meet the littles. And Roxy, another fun one today. It's I said that every time. Fun. They're all fun. They're all fun. Yeah. And we just hope they're not dumb, which we know this one isn't. Please welcome to the podcast, Micah Weiner. Hey, Micah, how's it going? Hi. What an introduction. <laughs> I, I will try not to be dumb. Thank you. <laughs> You know, it's funny. We do that Set every episode. And we're trying to find... I was just trying to find... Some, that's all I could come... Well, because we're known as the fun and dumb show. Right. The big show is the smart and funny show. We're the fun and dumb show. Well, no promises that, that we won't be dumb. <laughs> well, we'll be I fun, be though. Dumb, I we'll, we'll promise them uh, fun. It's, it's great to be with you. Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited to share my little dumb uh, with the rest of the littles. Hello there. Well, let's get right to it then. I mean, first of all, littles, this voice... I mean, I hello. Know. It's like butter. Yep. It's butter. Mm-hmm. All right. So obviously he pro. has some radio podcast experience. I mean, we we're just going to go here. But Mike, take a second. Go way back. Where'd you grow up? Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Sure. Well, yeah, I'm from Austin, Texas originally, and I still live. Actually, I live in Dripping Springs, Texas now, just outside of Austin. Yeah, I grew up here and then I went to the University of Missouri, the world's first and finest journalism school, of course, mm. to chase a dream of speaking and being heard, I suppose. Yeah, that's sort of the where it started for me. I, as we'll talk about later, that's kind of where I've been a PTI watcher from day one and then later the radio shows and their incarnations and, of course, the podcast from minute one when that became a thing. 
But yeah, Mr. Tony and the show and the ethos have been a big part of a lot of the things that I've done through my life and my career. And, and also, I'll give you, in the interest of full disclosure, I, I am a podcaster myself. That's why hopefully things sound good. I have a podcast called Mind of Micah, as well as a sports podcast called Backdoor Cover, for anybody who's interested ah. in those two things. But, you know, it, there was a, a show called Origins, or as Origins, as Mr. Tony always referred to it, by uh, the name escapes me. Andrew Miller is the, the host. And they did one on PTI. And I don't know if you guys ever heard that. It was a podcast series. Oh, um, no. And it, it was really terrific and inspiring for me because Ride Home, I think, was quoted as saying, we always strive to make things that are different, better, and special. Hmm. And that ethos has kind of driven me and a lot of the things I've done professionally to be different than the rest, better than the competition, and special enough to live on its own. Yeah. So hmm. sort of my professional golden rule. Now, can you go back real quick, though? Did you study journalism at Missouri? I did. I oh, was a did. broadcast journalism major there. Wow. So you just knew from day one what you wanted to do. Well, I suppose. I suppose. Um, <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. You know, I, when I got out of school, I worked in local TV news here in Austin for three or four years and kind of burned out because I was working the night shift and making no money and yeah. it just wasn't meant to be. And so I've done some other things since then, but I find my way back to uh, writing and speaking and the podcast, in addition to sort of being a creative outlet for me, and they are, it's been, uh, been something I have a business and a podcast consulting company as well. So if there are any littles out there that are looking to launch their show off the ground and sound good and, and have some ideas about the best way to start things, I'm available, but well, I'm not here to pitch myself. Well, well hello. where have you been all our life? I know, life? right? I mean, <laughs> we sound fancy on the WTFC podcast. That's just made up. Yeah. Just, it's like Channel 8. We, <laughs> you know, I mean. Oh, I was going to ask. I, I was very impressed by that. It's oh, see, oh really? well, that's why we did it. I knew it. I knew it, Roxy. <laughs> yeah, it worked. You tricked uh, me. Well, I mean, it is a thing, and we've been talking about expanding, and we had a couple other podcasts on it but it was either ones that we were doing or stuff like that. We had a, a few other podcasters on in the past and they kind of talked me through it a little bit. And he was like, yes, just throw anybody on. Right. You know, it just sounds good. If you have five podcasts on the mm -hmm. WTFC podcast network, but yeah, it's, yeah. It, I mean, Chuck here thought in the beginning he was going to be the next Bill Simmons and the ringer podcast and the ringer network, podcast. So. Right. Right. Well, you know, that's a great place to start back in the day. So I'll talk about myself for a minute because mm -hmm. that's what we're, we're here to meet me. I suppose. Absolutely. But, yeah. I worked at a company called Grandex about, gosh, I think I started in 2015, and we pitched a podcast network. They were a media company that had a lot of columns and blogs and had video but did not have a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I took a lot of the stuff from the time, the Grantland Network, basically, and used that as a blueprint for what we built there. And so that's something that I, I know a thing or two about. And mm -hmm. there's a couple of podcasts that we started that are still going really strong. And one of them is called Circling Back. At the time, we called it Touching Base. It's a workplace comedy show. It's from my friends at Washed Media. And they're like one of the top 10 podcasts in the world on Patreon. Wow. Wow. Um, so they've nice. turned a real business into it. And then uh, the Ross Boland podcast is another one that people may know of that I've been there involved in. So it's been rewarding. But yeah, sometimes the best thing to do isn't to reinvent the wheel. It's just to find it out there and copy it. Yeah. And well, that's kind of, I mean, if I'm being honest, we wanted to pay many homages to the big show, as we call it here. We're the little show. They're the big show. And the couple things, I don't even think maybe a lot of littles might not know this, but when I say every time I welcome someone, I'm like, hey, how you doing? I mean, that goes back to the radio show 
when Tony would ban you from the show Mm -hmm. for that. (laughs) You know, like if you (laughs) was Tony, that's why I started that and I just stuck with it. And the same thing with the WTFC podcast network. I was like, oh, Roxy, we should just do this. It'll be made up. So it's like News Channel 8, you know, things that the listeners. And of course, at the time, I had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah, right. (laughs) But I mean, like I said, we had another podcast. uh, One of our co-hosts, we call him Tiny Chuck on here. We had the Upset Special podcast. And and Roxy and I, we have a whole nother one set up. We just have not launched it yet. And we're going to call it the TV Junkies. Because we started doing a lot of TV talk on this podcast. And we thought, hmm. Maybe there's listeners that don't care about it. So we're like, but we like talking about it so much. We're like, maybe we should start a different podcast. So we have everything set up. We have the logo. We have every. We just haven't recorded an episode yet. So yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah. Well, right. right. I mean, we're, right. we'll get to it. But you know, they've got so much going on with this one, and we're so excited. Well, the recording about this. is actually the easy part. It is absolutely getting started is the hard part. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, and the editing. We yeah. do everything here. I have no interns. <laughs> I wish it's a we full did. service shop. A full <laughs> service shop. Yeah. So you, you know what's funny? If you ask for interns. People will reach out. I look. We've had make a formal request. Do it. Well, Jim. well. Do it. All right. In all, in their defense, we have had littles reach out. We just feel we're not at a place yet where we can start paying people, and I don't feel right about that. So that's trust me. We've had littles. Fair enough. You know, enough. offer. Yeah. It's many. It's always amazing to me. About once a month, someone will be like, "Hey, do you guys need help putting yeah. clips together?" Or it's doing amazing. This? And and it, it's like that's a really nice thing. And and oh, it, it really you is. Know, We've had, there have been times when we've had, generally during football season, our listenership goes up on Backdoor Cover, the sports podcast, Mm -hmm. and we will pick up a few sponsors uh, beyond what we normally have. And so there have been times where we've had uh, some help and I've had folks on, young college kids on for maybe three or four months during football season and been able to pay them something. But yeah, I do feel the same way. It's kind of crazy when you're out there asking and people just start doing stuff for free and you're like, I don't feel comfortable with this. Right. But anyway. Well, I mean, and we could shout, I mean, everyone knows Claire Natola, Dina Damascus, they set up, well, Dina specifically set up the, the website, website for mm-hmm. us and everything. And she like demanded we get a website. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, I don't think we're there yet. She's like, yes, you are. And then it was, and, I don't think I have time for this. Well, I'll do it. Yeah, it, right. <laughs> it was just like crazy. And Claire, we've kind of called, she's been like, she was our first guest and she's been like an, I call her an advisor to the podcast and people like Rob Colpine that like swag. that, the swag master. I mean, they've just been so generous and so helpful. And he got us a couple, you know, websites that now if people use our code, they get a discount and stuff like that. It's just been use the code. The littles yes, are just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, but that's why we do it. Mm-hmm. That's why we love doing this podcast. So why don't we shift to you brought up football. Where does your fandom be? Where does that lie? Oh, no. What? <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, I'm a Cowboys fan. Oh, OK. Well, you're in Austin. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I grew up a Cowboys fan, and things were good. And yeah, I was going to say, it's not like you never had it. Yeah. They've been miserable for more than a quarter century now, though. And Has it been that long? I hate everything about the franchise. I hate our owner and the fact that he is the general manager and doesn't know what he's doing, and that this team doesn't know how to evaluate their own players and in turn overpays their own players and then in turn has a shockingly thin roster and the roster construction is fatally flawed. And generally, I was figuring it would wait until week six or seven to show how fatally flawed it was. But <laughs> this season, we were at least blessed uh, to have everything fall apart the first night. Right. So, so how do you really feel? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, I, I, do I just a, despise being a Cowboys fan. Right. But, okay, so I have a legit question. So now, when Houston left, and then when they got another team, because you you're not in Dallas, you're in Austin, so you're kind of in a place that could, you could go either way. I suppose it's a fair question. And I had friends that were Oilers fans. Right. And when they left, I have one friend whose father 
has not watched pro football since the Oilers blew the 35-point uh, lead oh, to, to the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills in the yeah. playoff game. And he said, I'm never watching a pro football game again. And he never <laughs> has. So I had friends that were Oilers fans. I was never an Oilers fan, though, really, when I was a kid. Yeah. And well, it's a so I suppose some of those people may have adopted the Texans. It just never really – that franchise has also been sort of – yeah, step on your feet either but yeah. they haven't been great either mm-hmm. not necessarily for as much lack of effort because yeah. you know they've fired coaches and gms and they've tried things yeah but they've generally been a mess yeah and so unfortunately still a cowboys fan yeah okay. all right what any other sports oh well this the five-time world champion san antonio spurs thank of you course. that is that <laughs> is where my heart really lies yeah and uh it's been a you know i'm gonna sound like just total front runner but and i'm a College football is also my favorite sport, and, okay. and I'm ride or die with my Missouri Tigers, who are nice. Oh, um, oh, that makes okay. I Texas. grew up in Austin, and right. and there are many, many T-shirt fans, as we derisively refer right. to them here. But <laughs> that's not me. I went to Mizzou. They won't let me into school here anyway, so I'm Mizzou through and through. All wow. right, that's excellent. And no baseball. Nominally an Astros fan, I suppose, okay. but. As you mentioned, like we're in Austin, so I'm not in market. Yep. And I don't get Astros games on television. Oh. We get the Rangers here on cable, and I don't care enough to yeah. find the games on okay. a nightly basis. I'm yeah. sure there's a way to do it, I guess, but it's not top of mind anyway. Now, this is funny because I'm sitting here looking at Roxy, and I'm like doing the cut sign on my neck. Like, don't, don't say it, Roxy. Don't say it. The listeners know what she was going to say. Well, of course, now you're like telling me don't say it, but then you <laughs> allude to saying it. So now I have to say Roxy it. Roxy doesn't this is like the you. Astros. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, well, neither does my wife. Okay. Um, she's, she's a Yankees fan. And Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, that's even worse. All right, go Astros. Yeah. <laughs> she's, yeah, thank you. She's somehow managed to conveniently forget that the Yankees were also implicated in scandals of their own but uh-huh. we're not gonna right. get into any of that oh they all are I mean, but right. i just think it's funny that the astros have astros in them so <laughs> as soon well, as he said I, it I'm like don't say it don't say it roxy don't say it yeah <laughs> who am i to argue with that <laughs> right well we're red sox fans so I know, that's and we have our own issues too we, but <laughs> we have major issues this year all right well listen michael we've got a lot more to get into littles he filled out the form yeah and there's some really there's some big hitters on it, mm-hmm. you know, so you're not going to want to go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Rox. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we're lucky enough to have Michael Weiner with us. And he's got lots of stories to tell. Now, where do you want to start? Because, I mean, the stuff on the forum, Micah, was just... I saw these names. I saw Sean Cherry. I saw Jared Freed, who we've been lucky enough to interview. Why don't we get into how you found Tony and stuff like that? Sure. Being from Austin, Mr. Tony and the DC sports commentary was not necessarily top of mind. But PTI, when it came on the scene, that was in my high school days. And I quickly learned to enjoy the show and really started taking it in when I went to college. The best way to do this is probably for me to read the letter that I wrote to Mr. Tony as a part of my wedding invite. And I sent my wedding invitation to the show. I never got a response. I was hurt a little bit. (laughs) And then about six months later, I was like, he started doing the bit where he read six-month-old emails. Uh And I was like, oh, maybe I'm going to actually get on the show. Maybe I'll get a toaster or something. (laughs) And then like a month after that, I got a piece of returned mail that came. And the whole package just got returned to me. And I still don't really understand how or why, but no one at the Tony Kornheiser show received my package. And I figured if I shared this letter with you guys, that's as close to it being read on the air as I may get. (laughs) 
Well, we've often said that this is the place to come for old emails to go to die and, and jingles that weren't played and yep, things like yep. that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. There, it's only the second time that I had written the show. Once I wrote them like 10 years ago, back when it was the radio podcast version, and uh, they did not read my email on the air. But Nigel sent me a TK sticker, oh, well, which nice. I don't know if they still do. I, I don't think they still do that. I don't do think they that do or... that anymore. I got one years ago, too, which I was surprised. And, and it was a prized possession of mine. It was yeah, really nice. Yeah. Okay, well, I can read the letter from you sure. for you guys if you like. All right, so this was, uh, my wife and I got married last October. Oh, congratulations. Um, yeah, thank you. It was truly wonderful. Uh-huh. Dear Mr. Dr. Porthauser, you are formally invited to our upcoming wedding just outside of Austin in Dripping Springs, Texas. Carol, Michael, Nigel, Reginald, and the rest of the crew are also invited. Basically, everyone except Saliza. The connective tissue of the podcast manifests itself in many ways. First, my name, Micah Weiner, pronounced Micah Weiner. As you might imagine, this name has brought me more than my fair share of ridicule. I think this was back when they were making fun of people's names or (laughs) talking about (laughs) mispronunciations. Because now as I'm reading this back, I was like, this is kind of a weird thing to write. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, in fact, the woman to whom I will soon be related by marriage is understandably hesitant about taking on the burden that is my surname. As a student at the University of Missouri, and then I wrote in parenthetically, big ups to marching Mizzou. My fraternity brothers would sit in the back of large lecture halls on syllabus day simply to hear the professor mangle the pronunciation of my name. Mika Wiener, Mika Wiener, and so on. I look forward to seeing you in the crowd as I walk down the aisle in my custom-made Indochino tuxedo, and I did use the code. I've watched PTI since my J school days, and I've followed the show since before the sales weasels held the 24-hour delay. I also know Sean Cherry. He helped me create a podcast network at a previous employer and was kind enough to meet me for coffee one afternoon while in town for South by Southwest. I imagine he remembers the conversation because I had been laid off earlier that morning and was quite unpleasant. (laughs) With his help and encouragement, I started a podcast consulting company, MWBK Creative. The PTI Origins series, which I talked about earlier, also served as an inspiration on that podcast the genius producer spoke of the importance of creating products that are different, better, and special. We've shamelessly stolen that motto as our mission statement. We produce two twice-weekly podcasts, Backdoor Cover and Mind of Micah. Anyway, a big thank you to the crew for the years of entertainment, and thanks to Sean for his professional support. P.S. Please don't read my name on the air. Okay, do we get to dissect, or do you have more to say before we... Oh, no, go ahead. Sean Cherry, how'd you meet him? Like, how did that happen? So Sean worked, I believe it was Cadence 19 was the name of the company. They've since rebranded like four different times. Mm. He was working at a podcasting radio. It was a radio division of, was it Westwood One or? Yeah, I forget. Anyway, and the company that I was working for, we had a relationship with their company. And he really helped me along with a couple other guys over there. Sean was really my go-to for equipment, and mm-hmm. he was he's just a really wonderful man. I, yeah. Yeah, we were talking off air about this. We got to meet him at Summer Littles last year. 3.1. And he just showed up, didn't tell us he was coming, and just showed up. It was so great. And Roxy didn't even know who he was, and I was like, no, Roxy, that's Sean. Well, she's like, okay, nope. hi, Sean. You know, <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. He was, like, that's Sean. He was very patient. Yeah. Uh, Far more patient than I would have been yeah. with yeah. me. And yeah. I, I worked at a company that had some people that weren't as mature as perhaps I would like to be. 
And anyway, Sean was very professional and very helpful. And so when actually they started the podcast, I reached out to my other contact over at Cadence 19. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be in D.C. Can you tell me the secret location? This was back when I'm letting the cat out of the bag, but when they were recording at the country club, I guess, right? When they first started the podcast. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. He would not tell me the secret location, Ah, nor was I allowed to visit. So, but Sean Cherry was very nice. And we talked for months about how he's going to come to South by Southwest and we were going to catch coffee and we're going to finally meet in person. And he had been helpful literally for years as a resource. And then I got laid off that morning. Our company (laughs) went out of business. No, no. uh, I still met him for coffee, yeah. but uh, I was like, how you doing? He's like, oh man, I'm good. I've been eating Mexican food. It's great. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. I got laid off. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine he would actually remember me yeah. if he ever got this letter. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's a great letter. Yeah. I'm sorry it got returned to you. It was probably funnier that it, <laughs> it, it was actually returned. Well, um, we understand because one of our, we call him third wheels on our show. His last name is Ritz. And so that's what we call him on the podcast, Ritz. And he's actually had some emails read on the big show about it, about him growing up, calling him, you know, putting on the Ritz, you know, all that stuff. So uh, yeah, he was of one it. of those emailers at that time. So we completely understand what you're saying. Yeah. And it's just a shame that we didn't get read on the air. But yeah, Sean was a very nice guy. So uh, when Mr. Tony started and started having technical issues and he mentioned Sean is here helping me, I was like, I know that guy. That, <laughs> that was, was your David Aldridge, David Aldridge book, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Because we'd love to have Sean on the podcast sometime. Because mm-hmm. funny, he kind of did his own little mini Meet the Littles segment, I'd say, what, about three weeks ago on the big show? Maybe a month ago now? Where yeah, someone wrote talk- in and they just started asking about Sean. And so they brought him on the show. And he starts like, oh, I grew up here. And yeah. I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, that's us. That's us. We do that. But it was fun just to hear his background and stuff like that. Well, and then the other connective tissue that I did not mention in my letter is Jared Freed, a friend of this podcast. Yes. Uh, Jared had a podcast with my company for our many. Actually, he was the first one who had a podcast before I even got there. And then uh, we worked together for a time. And he was very gracious when my wife and I went to New York a few years ago. And he got us into the comedy cellar and mm-hmm. got us front row seats. And oh, wow. It was great. And there was one funny thing that happened there. And we sort of kept in touch. And when he got mentioned on the big show, I sent him a middle finger emoji. <laughs> this was a couple years ago. I think he was going to come on and they mentioned him, but it was before he did his little Tonight Show. Uh-huh. Oh, because that's when we the, first heard did about on the yeah. Tonight Show. And I just threw him a, the middle finger emoji and I waited like three minutes and then I was like, hey, that's a TK salute, not a, a middle finger. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> congratulations. I heard your shout on it. On, and so he was very nice and he took care of us. So, yeah. So, yeah, Jared Freed, very funny. Oh, very shockingly funny. funny. We love mm-hmm. it. I love his, what's it called? The Scream? The Live Scream. The Live the Scream. Bachelor and the Bachelorette. Because mm-hmm. Roxy's a big He's, Bachelorette, Bachelor watcher. I'm not, but we've talked about it on the podcast a lot. Just having Chuck watch Jared's live screams oh, is enough fantastic. for him to know what's going on. Yeah. It's Littles. enough for me to know what's going I've on, said but this I watch a it a zillion anyway. times. Go to Jared Freed's yeah. Instagram and watch it's the live great. Even if you're it's, not into The Bachelor, it's kind of funny. Anyway. Yeah, he used to write a column for our company about oh. The Bachelor. Now we're going back like seven, eight years. So he's been on the case a long time. Yeah. And wow. it was always a must read, even though I wasn't watching the show. Yep. So yeah. Yep. yeah, Jared's a very funny guy and a nice guy. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. So. And Littles, I mean, you said it, good friend of the show. We hope he still thinks that. <laughs> I don't know if it really is. But episode 104, if you want to hear Jared Freed and meet Jared Freed on the Loyal Littles podcast, episode 104. So head on back. It's a great listen. So you should check it out.
All right. Well, Michael, we can't thank you enough for coming on and taking the time to meet the littles. This has been great. And I mean, talk about connective tissue, Roxy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is why we do this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's great. But Michael, now we're going to do our fun, dumb questions because we're the fun and dumb podcast. So we hope that's OK. Perfect. All right. If you could be an Olympic athlete in what sport would you compete? Oh, gosh. Now, d- sorry. I'm sorry to be technical here. <laughs> Does this d- is this the Olympic sport that I am most likely to compete at? No, this or is dream. If I could, if I could just wake up in a dream. Oh, yeah. I'd want to run the hundred meters. Yeah, nice. yeah. That's Mr. Tony's. Yep. Nice. The other one is got to be though. Like, what is the the thing where they shoot guns on skis? Yes. That's oh, isn't that the, um, uh, biathlon? Maybe is that what I it's called? I think so. Could be. Little. Um, isn't there a famous <laughs> actress that just decided that she wanted to be an archer and made it to the Olympics? Oh, I'm making this up. No, maybe not. I mean, Littles will tell us. They'll write in. So yeah, they'll find out. You'll have to us. listen to the next episode to find <laughs> out this information because they will write in. But that sounds that's, like that's it's possible. That's an HDs. Yeah, <laughs> right. I do think, is it the bio? I think it I is. I think, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just throwing that out there. That was a guess, but I think that might be it. All right. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? Oh, gosh. Maybe uh, one of the South Park kids. Oh, not much of a cartoon guy. That's okay. But I do enjoy that show when it comes. So are we talking Kenny? We talking Cartman? Well, Kenny dies, right? I mean, well, I I mean, supposedly. (laughs) I guess he comes back. Yeah. Wait, wait. Can we stop there? (laughs) Roxy, have you ever seen an episode of South Park? Yes, I have with you. And it's dumb. (laughs) Have I made? I've made you watch the movie, too, right? I don't know. The movie was brilliant. No, I don't think so. And if we may take a brief second there, because I said I remember seeing the movie in the movie theater I loved it. The music was great. And I said then, I said, these guys need to write a freaking musical because they're geniuses in, you know, certain aspects. And sure enough, you know, like 10 years later, here comes Book of Mormon. And I'm telling you, the Book of Mormon, it's, they did their homework. That's what I was impressed. You know, it wasn't just potty mouth. You know, they just threw the show out there. And obviously it's still running on Broadway. So, I mean, they clearly knew what they were doing. But mm-hmm. just the way they did their homework to write those lyrics and stuff, it was just fantastic. Yeah. South Park, that's a first. That's a good one. Yeah. It's not a great answer. I'm sorry. Before you get to the next one, yeah. Roxy, I found the answer to the question I asked earlier. Gina Davis, who at 41 watched the 96 Olympic Games and then just decided, oh, I could do that and became an archer and almost made the Olympics. Oh, wow. I was going to say, wait a minute. I Because wow. I love Gina Davis. Yeah. I'm like, how did she I She was that? Olympic quality, but she ended up vying for a spot on the team, but she fell short. Oh, so close. Wow. All right. Let's see. What do you think is the greatest invention of all time? Oh, man. Yeah, let me come up with something witty. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> we could be here a while. <laughs> okay, I, I believe I have something. Okay. The greatest invention of all time is let's go with the internet. Oh. I have a coworker who's like a really big internet 1.0 kind of guy. I don't know if you guys know anybody like this, but... He's just like the king of showing me old memes. Okay. The other day he was like, hey, have you seen this video? And it was chocolate rain. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, I've seen this. Or the whistles go woo with Bub Rub and Lil Sis. You guys familiar with that one? No. No. Yeah. It, there's just something about, there's like four people listening to this podcast who know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, which That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Early internet. Uh, that's not really an invention, but that's it's good. No, stuff. that's, I'm that's glad a great. I mean, come on. We do. every. Well, I've often said, you know, I joke. I shouldn't joke about this, but I say, you know, people that talk about, you know, atomic bombs and stuff like that. I'm like, there's no need. There's no need to blow us up. If you want us to self-destruct within, just find a way to cut off all cell phone and Internet service. Yep. People would lose their freaking minds. Yep. Oh, I mean, it won't take long. 
Right. I'll never forget there was a day I was the internet was down and someone they were trying to book an airline ticket and she was like, Well, what do you want me to do? And the guy was like, Well, we did do these things before the internet, call a travel agent, yep. you know, or whatever. You know, I mean, these things can happen without the internet, but that's just the convenience and that's how we do it. I think that's a great answer. All right. What group of kids would you want to hang out with the most? The kids from E.T., Goonies, Stand By Me, or The Sandlot? Sandlot. Yeah. yeah. Ritz, Ritz is loving that. That's that my percent. favorite, too. We started that question, and we just had the first three, and then Ritz, one of our co-hosts, he was like, you got to add The Sandlot. Yeah. Got to. That was the first one that I was thinking of, as you mentioned the other three. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Gotcha. All right. If you could shop for free at one store, which would you choose? This isn't funny or cute or anything. I think it's just Nordstrom's. Okay. I, I really like Nordy's. Plus, I can Ooh. eat at the Bistro. Uh-huh. And I love the shoe department. So that, <laughs> okay. would, that would be fun for me. Nordy's. Cool. What would you call it? Nordy's? Yeah, Nordy's. All the right. Nordy's Bistro is unbeatable. I love a ladies who lunch. Yeah. Type lunch. <laughs> right. It's, it's a perfect place to go get a uh-huh. $18 Cobb salad. Yeah. So. Excellent. Yep. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. My coworkers had some today. And they're, <laughs> oh, really? They're always funny. They're, they're always funny. Always funny. <laughs> All right, Roxy, you got one more quick? Cups up or down in the cupboard? Well, I'm cups up. Cups up? Okay. And they all fit? Well, yes. We just we don't just have as many to as a new we house. So oh, okay. We, we <laughs> <of> right. <laughs> We're not in a one bedroom in Manhattan. Right. right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> well, Michael, we can't thank you enough for coming on and taking the time to meet the littles. Now, what can we plug for you? Now, we know you have multiple podcasts and things like that. Plug away. Sure. Oh, well, thank you. It's one of my favorite parts of appearing on other people's podcasts (laughs) is uh, the plugs. My day job is if there are any littles looking to buy a home this year or refinance, I would love to help you. I am a certified mortgage advisor. Oh, You can visit MicahWiner.com today or (laughs) check out my podcast, Mind of Micah and Backdoor Cover. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at MicahWiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R. You can find me on Instagram there as well. I started TikTok at Mortgage Micah. Nobody's listening anymore. And yeah, I'm, I'm around. You can find me if you're interested. I also have two Twitter accounts. I have one that's verified. That one's at Micah Weiner. The other is at Producer Micah. It's a long story. I send out a weekly newsletter as well that I write every week. It's free and you can subscribe. So the best thing to do is just find me on Twitter or Instagram at Micah Weiner. Find the link in bio and check out the newsletter. It's my favorite thing. It's free. All it's right. in your inbox every Monday around noon. And one last thing, you know, Mr. Tony often talks about how his show is an adult talk show that allows him to talk to his friends and destroy his enemies. And I'd like to take this time. I now consider us friends. This has been a great talk. And I'd like to, you know, if Jerry Jones is listening, I'd like to throw him a TK salute. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Love it. All right, Michael. Well, thanks again. We really appreciate the time. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? I am under. In Ooh. fact, many people have called me an underboy. An That's under- how much I like being under. <laughs> uh, an underboy. <laughs> ironically, the wife is an over. Oh. So it does often create a struggle, but I <laughs> am an under. Interesting. We love this when this happens. That's awesome. Well, Micah, thank you again for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. We really appreciate the time. Thank you, and bye-bye. All right, all you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. That's how I feel about Chuck. I think he's tremendous. 
Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And thank you, Micah, so much for coming on and meeting the Littles. That was so fantastic. Now, real quick, we'll get to your emails in just a second. But we wanted to, which we haven't done in a while, we wanted to acknowledge and thank you once again to all our supporters. We really yes. appreciate you. So great to have you. Real quick, Ed Butt, Tom Miskowick, Ted Keniston, Debbie Mittman, Michael Brownell, Tony Beeson, Bob McWilliams, Chris Davenport, Brian Becker, Greg Sheramita, Meredith Bootsy, Adam Jamison, Jason Bullitt, and Mo Werner. Thank you so much for your generous support. If you'd like to become a supporter, just head over to our website, which is loyallittlespod.com. And scroll to the bottom and you'll see the link down there for Anchor. You can become a monthly supporter for as little as 99 cents. And if you don't like the monthly contribution, you can also just head on over to Venmo and use the code LLPOD. Type that in your search bar. Our logo will come up and you can just do a one-time donation there. We really appreciate all the help. Yes. All right, Roxy, let's get to these emails. Now, if you want to send us email, the email address, yes, we know it's weird, wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. But the best place is just go to our website. You can just submit an email through there. That might be easier than remembering our email address that was created when we started this a long, long time ago. And I swear there was a reason for it. But let's get right into it. Now, this new listener, Brandon Borzelli, episode uh-huh. TBD, he's from uh-huh. Lebanon, New Jersey, or is it or Lebanon? Is it Lebanon. I, I know. that. I- <laughs> I grew up near Lebanon, New York. We used to play them in sports in high school. Uh-huh. And Roxy, we might, eh, he's pretty close to creating a what now, Brandon, segment. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, he wrote in, he said, I'm not sure the protocol here regarding previous episodes, but in number 100 with Tori Clark, the word Legos comes into question. Legos is definitely plural for Lego bits. I know this because I have yelled, clean up your damn Legos more times than I can count. Now, that's fantastic. Now, I just can't wait till he gets all the way back and we find out what Brandon likes to put on his hot dog. Yes. Let's open that bag up again. Uh-huh. Or how he eats his pizza. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's another good one. I forgot about that one. <laughs> or does he put chips on his peanut butter and jelly? So many. So many <laughs> things that we're going to find out from Brandon. I just feel yes. it in the upcoming months. I'm very excited about it. Can't wait. Tim Cree, episode 107. I like Roxy, but her evil twin, Doxy, (laughs) she's kind of trampy, and she still owes me 20 bucks from 2005. With interest, I don't know, but it's a lot. And just so you know, I think she steals stuff, too, and tells people her (laughs) name is Roxy. Tell your better half her twin is simply the worst. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. (laughs) All right. What's next, Roxy? Oh, man. We heard from Ed Butt, episode 51. Paper towels, under, right if it's right of the sink, left if it's left of the sink. Why? Easier to tear. Hmm. That's why I slightly prefer under with toilet paper for most typical dispenser locations, although it adamantly does not look as nice. Hmm. Now, okay, the look of it, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really go that much thought into it, but there is definitely a way I prefer it. So I don't know if it's easier to tear. Uh, It is easier to tear. Okay, I'm going to go into it a little bit. Part of it for me is I like it going to the left because it comes out by the wall. Okay, so if it's on the left, it's on the left. Right. So that it's out of the way. Does that make sense? Because sometimes if it's to the right, it will dip down because ours is really close to the sink. It'll dip down into the sink and get in the way when you're trying to do dishes. That's why. I. But I could see where if it's just on a counter somewhere, not near the sink, that wouldn't be a big deal. 
Well, I think what you, I think you're actually agreeing with Edbutt because I think if we put our paper towel dispenser on the other side of the sink, you would want it coming from the right to mm. coincide with what you just said about keeping it out of the way. Yeah, but this so is weird. We might Roxy. have to experiment. No, no, no. I was going to say this is weird, Roxy. Let's not do that because that would be weird to me. <laughs> That's like saying something yeah, about... you don't like change. Well, that's like the over-under thing with the toilet paper. I'm not going to like, oh, let's try this. I, no, yeah. it's over. It's over. Anyway. Yeah. But, all right. Then we heard from another new listener, Dick Ash. Uh, and I'm not going to read this email. And I, my apologies, Dick, because I want to read it. But he practically gives us a Meet the Littles interview in his email. Oh. And he's so interesting. We can't wait to meet you. Okay, but he did write, hi guys, new member, but I'm loving the podcast. I'm 65 and live in Huntington, West Virginia. I'd love to be interviewed. And then he goes on to tell us why he thinks he's, you're eligible, littles. It doesn't matter. Our (laughs) motto here is every little little has has a story story to tell. Okay. (laughs) So we'll find the story. Just come on the podcast. I mean, you know, no offense, Dick, this is amazing. This email he wrote me, so interesting, Roxy. Yeah. I cannot wait to meet. This is going to be so Sounds much fun. exciting. He, no, and I love the confidence he has already. That's yeah. wonderful. And yeah, so we could just dive right in. And then, yeah, Littles, y'all have a story. So be confident in that and uh, come on and meet us. I mean, I want to hit some of the highlights. He says, also, I went to Denison University, graduating in 1978, many years before Nigel. So he has a connection there. He's been a listener of the Tony show since the ESPN radio days. I mean, he goes into a lot of stuff. But again, Dick, I, I, it's not the email. It's that I want to save it for your interview because it's yes. going to be so great. It's going to be yeah. so interesting. He already filled out the form, basically. Basically, you already <laughs> filled out the form. Thank you for that. So, All right. Then we heard from Lee Gordon, episode 80. I told Tony Beeson this story. I'll share it with you. Listening to DG. I love that we're still getting emails about our DG interview. That was episode yeah. 172. If you missed DG, you're going to want to go back and hear that interview. It was just a couple episodes ago. He says, listening to DG on the podcast, his voice and accent sound absolutely identical to my friend Uncle Roy, who was born in Brooklyn but now lives in New Jersey. Maybe he is Uncle Roy. Hmm. Uncle Roy is friends with a band leader named Vince Giordano. Vince has hired the Honey Taps to perform alongside his big band. So it is likely that Roxy has danced to the music of the guy who is friends with my friend who sounds like DG. That's amazing. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Is that a DA moment? I think that's a David, your David Aldridge moment, Lee. I don't know. That's so cool. Yep. We love dancing with Vince Giordano and the Nighthawks. It's so much fun. The band is incredible. And to have live music playing while we're dancing is just, it takes you back to a time that you very rarely see these days. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, I've seen it many times, obviously. It's so much fun. The band is fantastic. And the Honey Taps are pretty great too. Thanks. All right, so let's get back to Brandon, shall we? (laughs) He said, I find myself strangely attached to this webpage. Hear that, Dina? (laughs) It has a weird box where I can just type stuff and it disappears into the void when I hit submit. This is like a Catholic confessional. (laughs) Anyway, on the topic of toys, I have found tape to be among the greatest toys of all time. Masking, yes. Masking tape, colored tape, gorilla tape, duct tape, clear tape, two-sided tape, packing tape, electrical tape. If I gave my eight-year-old half a roll of tape, he would disappear for hours. Tape is more of a Hall of Famer than Monopoly. I said it. Is there a Cliff Notes version of this show? From what I gather, you live in New York City and got married after recording a podcast. Beyond that, I'm still playing catch-up. 
I lost my train of thought. All right. I changed my pin number. I refuse to tell you. We're still somewhere between hockey and basketball slash golf, FYI. That's not a bad thing. You are way ahead of Fran Drescher or B. Arthur or Bob Ryan's cell phone. If you know, you know. I'm enjoying the podcast. Well done, people. Is Simon really British or just someone pretending to be British? Who would do that? Brandon Brazelli, Lebanon, New Jersey, or Lebanon. I, I love this is that this is just his train of thought jumping from one thing to the next. I love that. Dina, it says, P.S., you need to make this web box bigger. I can't see what I typed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, Brandon, I... That's going to be a doozy, I think, Roxy. We will yeah. meet you soon, for sure. Yes, can't wait. Yeah, so going back, though, real quick, I guess maybe we should have announced this for the new listeners. Roxy, episode 55. Episode 55. I believe learn. it's called Meet the Hosts. Yes, and you'll kind of get a little glimpse into our life and where we're at. Why yeah. we waited for 55 episodes, I don't know. Well, I do know, and it go it goes into it in the episode. So. Yeah, right. All right. Well, that's all the time we have, Roxy. Thank you, listeners, for all your emails. Sorry if we didn't get to all of them. It's getting overwhelming now. I mean, all the emails we got about DG and just all the... It's been great. It's been Uh fantastic. We really appreciate all you new listeners. Keep coming back. We'd love to hear from you. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything is there. Or you can go to lechiserie.com, thanks to Jake Hafner, <laughs> and click on our logo, and it'll take you right to our website, loyallittlespod.com. <laughs> Absolutely. And like we said, everything's there. Give us likes on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. It's all right there. You just have to click on the little icon, and it'll take you right there. And most importantly, if you do listen to the podcast on Apple and Apple Podcasts, please don't forget to give us a nice rate and review over there. That is really appreciated. Thank you, Michael Weiner, for coming on to Meet the Littles again. And the biggest thank you of all time, Tony Kornheiser, for our bumpers this episode. (laughs) (laughs) And remember, if you need fog-free eyewear, go to fogfreeeyewear.com. And if you need a new grip for any of your sticks, go to stickgrip.com. And as always, remember, if you're out shopping online tonight, too. Use the code. Don't be a dope. Bye. Can we try it once and say Chip and Reggie? This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Doxy. (laughs) And Keith Ammerman. Keith Ammerman. (laughs) So I love traveling. I love that things are starting to open up again. I like long drives. I will stop at some truck stops because sometimes I have to use the restroom. And I stopped at one recently. I went in there, washed my hands, noticed sticking out of the wall, they had a thing called a date center. Because you never know when romance is going to strike at a truck stop in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Uh, my favorite thing for a dollar, you can get a spritzing of Ralph Lauren cologne. That smell nice for ladies. The way it works, you put four quarters in. You pull this lever, and then it shoots cologne in your face. Instantly blinding you. But if you're hitting on a girl at a truck stop, vision, not a top priority. You are hard up, son. Imagine if your parents met that way. Your dad sits you down like, come over here, son, let me spin you a yarn. You know, I was hauling lumber for about 12 hours. But then I saw your mom over by the nachos. A little gamey from the road. Quick shoot over to the date center. Temporary blindness. But I sniffed around for those jalapenos and I found your mama and I never let go. That happened 19 years ago and now you're here graduating high school. 
I know, that joke got weird at the end. Because if your parents met at a truck stop, you're not graduating high school. That's fifth grade or bust. I like traveling. I do. I stay in hotels. I like staying in hotels because I don't have cable. Until I go to a hotel, get some TV. It's awesome. Uh, I don't have high expectations for hotels. I will overlook a lot of stuff as long as they have simple amenities. Like I'll check into my room, scope everything out, call the front desk. Excuse me, I got two quick questions. One, uh, do all your comforters have a chalk outline? <laughs> Follow-up question, do you have a continental breakfast in the morning? <laughs> you do? Okay, I'll just sleep on the other side. <laughs> I love me a continental breakfast, that's what some people call it. Not this guy, I call it continental groceries for the month. Because <laughs> if I'm paying $100 to be in a bed that thousands of people have slept on, I'm taking every box of Frosted Flakes. I'm in that ice bucket garbage can. I'm going down there throwing in oranges like I'm at Trader Joe's. This is my day. The worst hotel I ever stayed in was in a, uh, Memphis, Tennessee. I'd been driving for like 10 hours. I was tired, just wanted to go in the room. The person gets me the key. I go to my room, open the door, and inside are two people trying to make a third person. <laughs> I'll give you a second. Uh, that was not one of the amenities. It was not HBO, Jacuzzi, Fornication. That was not a thing. I uh, went to the front desk for, excuse me, I believe I have the wrong room. Follow-up question, do you have biscuits and gravy in the morning? You do? Okay, we're going to do three orders. Those two are going to be really hungry in a little bit. I thought I smelled jalapenos in the air. It's... The Loyal Littles podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. I think he's tremendous. Oh, yeah.